Hello, hello, hello. Today I'm podcasting from a hotel room, so I have my hush voice on. It's been a busy one for me, guys. Um, I've just been kind of doing different things, going back and forth, lots of projects on that I don't know if I can handle. I would never tell anyone that I couldn't handle them, but you know, it's a podcast and I can say what the fuck I like on it. But yeah. And actually quite a lot of different compitulations of emotion going on within me. But here I am delivering you another bots episode, aka Beware of the Stripper. And on today's episode, we are going to be speaking about the getting pounded mindset really hard. Being pounded so hard that it's imprinted that you never forget this mindset. In these episodes I go a lot into techniques that I use in the strip club that people can use in their everyday lives and I'll keep on doing them and see how you guys respond and what you like about them. I'm sure some of you don't like them but just these little knowledge nuggets as I said that will help you in whatever it is that you're trying to do in life. Generally the things I'm saying within these little sessions are to attract the things you want, how to persuade people and hopefully the message of them are all quite universal. But today's episode is the get pounded mindset. Yep, so the title is very provocative today. So I think this episode today is perfect as well for any new or baby strippers who are just learning the trade. Anyone who's struggling with the money mindset as a stripper, I think this is your episode. Also, it can be for my people who are looking to hunt cash piggies or a willing sucker who you want to sponsor your night out or pick up the bill. Even those in sale based businesses, this is an episode for you because a lot of it is centered around raising funds just for yourself, not for your company. Shout out to all my corporate Joes out there. This piece of audio content is for all of you, my sweeties. So without further ado, this is the Getting Pounded Mindset Hard or Hard, as my Romanian sisters say. So we're going to try and keep it short and snappy. The first thing I'm going to speak about is the mindset of extraction, because that's what you're doing in a club. You are extracting the money from their pocket into your pocket. You need to be in the mindset of knowing what opportunities are in front of you. So you know how to allocate your energy. When I finally changed my mindset from, oh, I'm, I'm kind of pretty, so let's just go into this and blindly see how we can do to let's scan the floor see what quality customers we have and assess in what order we should best approach for the sale is when I started earning more money because it created efficiency 
granted you're not always going to have time to select but for when you do it's useful to know in the club when you've done enough shifts you'll know you know which ones are going to make you money and which ones aren't you should approach everyone as you never know but we know to prioritize the money aka the ones that look like they would work for you and this is trial and error you've just got to find out because everyone is different for example i know i gel well with classic boozy brits and young southern europeans i never get a dance from just the italian granddads um asking me for a naughty 40 and that's it so the spaniards italians and french never really buy dance for me too much but my british people who are just boozy and down there for a good time my bread and butter I could go into this of all the things that do work and don't work with me but it's important that we don't focus on that too much because it's not rigid just having this idea of knowing how to assess which customers are going to be more beneficial to you in placing them in order of which way to approach them but also the way I want you to frame it is not just in a strip away it's more in a door-to-door sales way I want you to approach this so imagine you're set out on a task and your job today is to go and shift this petrol, sell the petrol. Now you're going to be thinking, okay, sure, I could go and sell the petrol where there is the petrol station in the village. But of course, I choose to go knocking in a village where there is no petrol station. I know from that I'm prioritizing customers who will be attractive in terms of making a sale because supply demand. They want, I've got. I'm not finding a needle in a haystack, you know, the people with the petrol, they already have that supply there. I'm looking for people who are looking for the supply of me. I'm taking a calculated risk that's going to add value. Those who need it, I'm going to based off my past data. That's a very safe risk to make that people who don't have an abundance of you want more of you. This isn't cut and dry, but always place yourself in the best position for you to be wanted. Often in sales, if you start on a good momentum as well, it's enough to keep you rolling, especially in dancing where people like smiles and happy girls. You know, no one wants to see a bit of bitch in the corner, just a bit of that. She's got no customers and nothing's happening. Nothing says happier than 50s in your garter belt after 30 minutes. Now, once you've done the weather check to know your conditions... The different type of scan you're going to do is say, hmm, what type of money is in the room? What challenge am I up against? Because we all know there's nights where it's easier and nights where it's harder. You might have the room full of the coldest customers who are so rude, or you might have a room of a mixture of customers. You might even have a room of lovely, wealthy guys who just want to throw their money at you. Now, once you know the condition, all it is is about performing a simple extraction based off the person you've been reading in front of you and how to get persistent with that is with the mindset. I've already told you in my bots episode where I go into three mental fundamentals of how to, you know, execute a sale, having confidence, listening, using suggestive language, but the blanket mindset is that backdrop to everything and it's that more contextual understanding of knowing how to allocate that person who is going to give you that sale but now we've got to the point of extraction all it's a matter of is you know this guy's got money on him and I'm not leaving here until 
I at least get a little bit of that. That's your job to perform a simple extraction of the client's money into your pocket. Everyone has their own creative methods. Sometimes it will be enough to just ask for a dance. I personally don't do this often, but you know, some people do. Sometimes you'll have to do a bit of work and find out what story or character I need to convey for the customer because he's looking for a certain kind of situation and that's where he's going to find satisfaction in spending his money on having that void filled it's very artificial but it's very true you have to find out what they deem worthy for them to spend their money on you for example if i've got a grumpy businessman who just seems to be pissed off at the world i'm going to be that portal where no responsibility exists and every comment that comes out of his mouth i'm going to agree with unless it's the vilest shit ever if he's like yo brexit love that shit I'm not personally into Brexit, but I'm going to go, yeah, me too. I'm going to play up the biggest right-wing fucking lunatic he's ever seen. And he's going to be like, oh, you know, I thought you were just like some feminist liberal stripper. And then I'll say, no, I fucking love Nigel Farage. If I have a hot shot building contractor slash manager looking to entertain clients that he's just brought onto a deal i'm gonna bring out the humor because that will catch them off guard because the i know these type of customers they expect the girls not to have a personality and that brings them in and they're not just thinking oh this is just someone who looks nice all of these niches of customers it's all a case by case basis so as i said you have to get out there and do the field research and see what works for you but just experiment and try Rookie errors, though, are often made when, you know, you're perfecting your technique in the club and you're new. I made my fair share of mistakes and I still do now because you're always trying. You're always trying to perfect your method because what you are is effectively a pickup artist, but in strip format. You're picking someone up, selling them a certain fantasy and your payment is money not love but common rookie errors around not extracting or mining a customer for the fullest potential just little things for example when they say i literally don't have any money left but you're no idiot you can just say okay but you have an overdraft or that spare account if that doesn't work i'll even use the fucking excuse of look is it you don't have money or you don't want to spend the money and after that they seem feel really bad and spend the money because the alternative is insulting me and men hate to look like the bad guy so i performed a manipulation there another one is all i have left is for my cab fare home this is often used by older men not younger men because younger men tend to only carry card but it's a bag of lies all cabs in london are contactless uber is contactless and if you're broke take tfl which is contactless so they're not getting out of it but you've got to be that person who is the uh, problem for them do not be the nice girl who says okay and then proceeds to let them bathe in all of your attention for free in that environment they are not worthy you are the prize and it's a privilege for them to see you nude or even spend time within your vicinity you're not there to be a nice girl you might have to play the nice girl you're not there to be the nice girl you're here to mentally shake them down to give you money so you can perform that seamless extraction that doesn't seem so much of an extraction. It's finessing. As they've walked into your premise where you work, they know that the standard practice is that they will pay money to spend time with you. 
I've just thought of another excuse where a guy will go, oh, I'm a student, da-da-da. Again, don't take no for an answer. Babe, I know you've got a big student overdraft, so your friend's paid for drinks and he can transfer you some money if you don't have any money. Then he'll look at his friend and say, no, it's fine, I actually do have money. Call them out on their shit and just give no shits. It doesn't matter if a customer has 100 quid to his name, 10 million, or it's his last 20. Do not feel bad. You are there to extract. If your mindset isn't that, then why the fuck are you a stripper? Know the objective, understand the assignment and the method on how to get there. The structure of listening, having confidence and using suggestive language is mostly the same. But lean in and understand what type of customer is in front of you so you know how to perform and pump the money outside of them. When I walk into the room, I know money is in the room. It's physically impossible for there not to be money. customers pockets when I walk into that room it's not always going to be easy money but if there's humans in the room it's wrong if I don't get a good chunk of that money since that's what I'm there to do on that shift when you do your next dance shift baby strippers just ask if you play it right and take the time to read how much can you actually extract from your customer because I think you'll surprise yourself make sure that your mindset is at the back of everything you do everything from your outfit from the way you act to the connections you build around that and how you service customers as well I don't like using that in a stripping capacity servicing because it sounds a bit icky like you service a car but that's what you're doing they have an expectation and obviously we're not there to do the madness but you're there to give some entertainment make them laugh you're there to literally provide a service it is a transactional business at the end of the day people who hate strippers will probably hate what i've just said but it's true and the demand for the industry is there but also to those people who don't like what i've just said that's most people in a job most people are in their job because first and foremost they want money contrary to what you believe i actually like my job quite a bit so at least i'm getting paid to do what i like the nudity is the nudity, but I love the psychology of how I get what I want to get out of customers. Hence why I'm speaking to you now. So, Baba Strippers. The next thing I'm going to speak to you about is never, ever, ever feeling guilty about asking for money. If you want to create a good pounding sesh on your shift, you've got to be comfortable enough to ask for the money. Scrap that. Anything you want in life, you have to feel truly worthy of and ask for. And that goes for everything. You know, when you show up to a job interview, you have to feel worthy of that and not guilty about asking for the opportunity or the opportunity to show someone you're capable of doing that specific job. If you are manifesting and hoping to find a partner in life, you have to not feel guilty about asking that from the universe and asking that from the people you're seeing. You know, you can't be shy like, oh, you know, I might scare him off by asking for a boyfriend. No, you have to be able to communicate that and feel confident behind what you're asking for and what you're saying another version of this that i can't stand is you know people who decide to have sex together whether it be in a relationship or in a casual relationship or however you're doing this they just expect the other person to know what they like in the bedroom and the other person's not a mind reader you have to ask 
what you like or show or have that communication it's not necessarily proving you're worthy of it in that context because you'd hope the person you're sleeping with thinks you're worthy but it's being able to have the confidence to say I would like this and that's so so important in all aspects of life but especially in a strip club or any sales business you have to feel confident in your product enough to ask for the money or the backing As the famous line goes, if you don't ask, you don't get. If you dance, you know it's always going to be a weird feeling when you start asking people for money in exchange for them to see you naked. Always, I fully support that's always going to be weird when you first start doing it. Because it's new and I'm going to assume you've never been in that experience before. But I remember my first night in my induction, the man who was doing it was the owner of a really big strip club in London that's been going for years. And he said, do not be scared of asking these guys for money. And if that big money, they're good for it. And he's so right. Some people will be multimillionaires that will come through those doors. Some people will earn a nice, cozy, middle-class living. And some people will have just blagged their way in and don't have too much money, but still they have something you can extract. Either way, they are there because they've stepped over a threshold and they want to see a naked woman. And that is a service at the end of the day. And it's your job to get the payment from that period. But you can't feel guilty about asking for that because that is literally your job. I don't care if you're the, oh, I'm a shy girl. Honey, it's not the time, not the place. It's time to be an actress and not be the shy girl. Even if you're playing the shy girl and that's what the customer wants, never be shy about asking for your money because that's when you get taken advantage of. I sometimes wish girls would band together more and apply collective pressure in terms of asking. I very much prefer to work alone. I do work with other people, but I just found I always make the most money when I work alone 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 I sound Australian fucking alone but you do work with other people naturally and you have those people who you just gel with you have a better rapport but you always have to be willing to work with other people when you can because a group always decimates a solo the reason why I work great solo is because I'm very good at just picking those little pockets and those little gems but you're always guaranteed good money in a group I would say because it's a pack mentality I think why it's such a good pack mentality is because the man knows he's not getting the option to see a group of girls naked or have a good time with them as often as he would like to get to see a group of girls in that capacity and men being men not all men but a lot of you (laughs) he all think it's his moral obligation to take advantage of this group situation because of the scarcity in its life a lot of these middle-aged men who come in especially you know they were very much sold a life of i'm gonna have one partner and marry one woman and live the rest of my life with her and this idea of having a group of women is so stimulating for them i've been in vips where the clubs worked on a lot of champagne sales so obviously they bolster a price onto that and they can sell it for um quite a high margin and profit but if one just one girl says oh babe let's do another bottle of champagne you know you might but it's not going to have the same effect as whole gaggling groups of girls saying yeah let's get another bottle of champagne and go crazy because the one there's no urgency or pressure but with a whole group 
there is urgency and there is pressure i hate the term but my other manager described it as a gang up and it is a bit of a gang up i mean no one's being physically ganged up but you're in a strip club that you asked to be for and girls want you to spend your money so it's a consensual gang up and it does work for people who feel bad for customers do not these people are often people who have an obscene amount of money i know i said different ranges of people come into the club but you know your high rollers and the vips if they're not spending their money then they're tight with it and they want to take advantage of the time and energy for free or they have a superiority complex because them buying like one or two hours in vip it wouldn't even put a dent in them with the amount of money they have you know one of the most ickiest stories i've ever heard is there's another big club that my friend she's been in the game longer than me and she went to this very famous club in london where a lot of celebrities go and it's a very high class strip club and inside knowledge a lot of mps go to it um as well as celebrities and this okay fine i'll tell you the mp so it was jacob Rees moggs and he went to this strip club apparently this man is worth so much i mean i don't know if he's worth so much because he's taking tax money or because he's just investing or he's smart with his money whatever I would like to think that he is, you know, above the board and paying his fair share. But he literally spent all night in this strip club and probably got in for free because he's an MP. The club will want to keep him sweet. And he didn't even buy a girl a drink. He just sat in the corner with some friends and watched the whole stage show and never bought a dance, never bought a VIP. And it wouldn't even put a dent on him. I don't even think she said it was one of those things that he didn't want to be seen because he's an MP. He was at quite a visible table in quite a well-known strip club in London. But she said it was very much like he wanted to remind the dancers that they're a level and he's a different level. So that's a little bit of tussle-tattle for you. Also, don't be shy for asking for high amounts when you have the opportunity. You'll make your calculation based off what you have in front of you and your experience of knowing what you can push for. And also, the more you go on, you'll be able to read people better to know what's ridiculous and what's not ridiculous. But always start with a ridiculously, ridiculous, ridiculously, semi-ridiculous high number. Because A, if you're with the young boys, they'll always try to haggle you. Shout out to all my Indian boys at the club. I love you, but stop trying to haggle me, (laughs) my Indian students. But I'll always try and make it seem like they're getting a deal. But yes, I'll set my price at a more ridiculously higher price with my real price set in mind just below that. Because worst situation, they get me to my real price. Best situation, they pay the ridiculously high price. But I've known that the whole time and they don't need to know that. But also, you know... You get the big cats that come in and they will pay for your ridiculously high price. There was a really wealthy guy in that club I spoke about earlier that I worked in with the champagne sales. And at this point when I was there, I was getting more confident um, and kind of asking for my money and pushing for a tip. Don't really want to push too much. You don't want to seem desperate, but you can mention. And this night I was confident enough to just kind of lean the conversation towards a tip. And he actually ended up saying, can I give you a tip? And I said, of course you can. A financial one is preferable. And he said, how much do you want? He'd done an hour. He'd come in quite late. So 
we only had an hour left to the end of the night and I thought right here's my chance to go big we would get eyebrows if we asked for something too ridiculous off a manager but I said a three-hour tip would be nice and he signed on the dotted line I walked out with that VIP with 840 pounds imagine if I just asked for the one hour tip I would have fumbled the bag anyway as I said you don't ask you don't get okay so you know I like to keep it short and sweet so this is the final seg segment down with the kids seg um and it's probably if I could instate this to every stripper like put an IV into their veins I would do this and if it's something I could work on more which I probably am going to because I think anyone no matter how good they are at the stripping game can always work on this is valuing your time again applicable to everyday life when you're not valuing your time you can't achieve what you set out to do indefinitely because you should roughly know how long a task takes for you to complete whether it's how long it takes for me to close someone in the club or how long it takes for me to do a basic work exercise in in my day job or how long it takes for me to do the laundry but the thing moreover with valuing your time is when you're working not just in a very isolated capacity you're usually working with other people around you and you're putting trust into the other people you're working with and you're hoping people will work with you rather than against you based off the time that you lend out to get the task done but it doesn't always happen so you are going to win some and lose some but the rule of thumb if they don't value your time is you don't value theirs if you're not getting after you've given then walk away but if someone is giving you their time that's the most valuable asset as you're never going to get that back time is the one resource we can't replenish once we've had it i was thinking dating it's really good to remember that they can make all the promises and all the wishes through their words that they want to make but if they don't execute their actions by dedicating their time then they're definitely not serious update on mr wow he was very much like this he was very much talk the talk but he didn't you know it just went stale towards the end he was very much showing his actions and then it simmered down now at the end he was still very much interested and wanting to and doing this and doing that and I believe he was busy but it's still words and not actions and I just said yeah I'm not about it babe but back to my pounding lecture in the strip club context of valuing your time it's important to understand what does time mean and time is important as it allows you to have a higher turnover of opportunities with customers because not everyone's going to be a sale so you need to plow through that room and find where the gold is i mean some nights every night's going to be a sale and some nights not many people are going to be a sale but it's not rocket science turn over as many stones as you can and see what fits if the customer is paying you well, stay with them. If you're getting nadre, move on. Most girls whose work I respect and seem to be quite savvy adopt the general 15-minute rule marker in the club. You walk up to a customer, chat. If he doesn't at least buy you a drink within the first 15 minutes, move on as he's not showing an investment of your time. When you're new, it's 
easy to make mistakes of waiting around for hours until they pay and it's so risky guys I know when you're new you're just like yeah it's promising me everything and it's too good to walk away yeah it probably is too good you know maybe one out of ten times they will do that but another reason it's important to cut short with a customer is because girls have to band together and create a standard in the club you've got to create scarcity if the guy is just there for a mooch for free we're not going to be giving you more than the complimentary 15 minutes like a toddler the girls have to give them no attention until he learns the manners and starts paying because that's as I said, our job and what we're there to do. They might be settling in and that's true, you can have a slow burner, but you can very often identify these waste men because they ask too many questions and say shit like, I'd rather take you out for dinner than pay for you here. How are you going to fucking afford dinner if you can't afford a 30 quid dance? Time is money and you need to milk the room and extract all that you can and valuing your time is so vital to this. Mm, just thought of another little one another little one to add and this is the final one and to me this point of what's going to help you getting pounded is the most funnest part I love this part of my job and I think for me that's what makes it so interesting and again people who are not fans of stripping i hope this is what you can see what i do like about my job apart from you just thinking i'm an exhibitionist and that is the acting i fucking love acting i love just getting to pretend to be someone i'm not and doing that every different half an hour with a different customer it's so fucking fun in the strip club you better be the biggest and the baddest best fucking actress out there (laughs) because people like memorable characters or distinct characters or things that aren't easy to forget and acting as a dancer goes hand in hand because that's basically what you are you are there to put on your costume and become dancer but you need to understand what version of dancer you are gonna play tonight I started out in burlesque so character is something that is always in the front of my mind when I'm projecting who I am In my three fundamentals, I spoke about the dominatrix versus the girl next door. Those were more of sales approaches rather than character, so to speak. But understanding the character the customer needs you to play to get his money is the really fun bit. So knowing the type of character to play is very dependent on your ability to profile and read someone. So really remember to listen in to who the human is in front of you start with the external what are they wearing what is the physique what are they projecting into the world what are they saying what's the body movement like nice watch with a blazer he's a guy who wants to project class but doesn't get the dirty side at home with his wife because she would never allow it is that a roadman with a bum bag don't count him out for the dance because he might be a drug dealer who carries a lot of cash in his bum bag if he's wearing stone island you can most definitely get some cash out of him shout out to my girls who know that then when you've speculated on the outside jump into the inside and see what you can find the likes the dislikes the insecurities the trigger points things that make them smile things that make them laugh make them look away and not do eye contact because that's probably something they want to avoid what makes them tick 
if he's a shy Asian software developer in a hoodie who really struggles with speaking to women and he's very shy, I'm going to play the role of Heidi, his dream girl that only shits glitter and makes it so comfortable for him to just speak to a girl. If it's an old man telling me, you're too good for this, you know, you should you should be in university. I'm going to lean into the damsel in distress as they love a saviour complex. So they can pay me and feel like my saviour and get me the fuck out of here. If I meet a group of social justice warriors, I'm going to talk about how I'm working here to peg the patriarchy and invest into my new green circular startup business. You can mention that stuff all you want. It gets them fucking wet. Just remember, most people that want to have fun have a good time and escape the monotony of their everyday lives in there so you don't have to be doing these crazy method fucking daniel day lewis characters all the time but through your acting you should always be showing you are the thing that the customer wants or the thing that they never knew that they needed Mirror what they need for them to feel comfortable to make the transaction. Last week, oh, this is the maddest story. So there was a guy who came in and he told me which character I was playing, which made life so much easier. Straight up, this was a transaction and this is a business. So he literally told me how to act in front of him. And this man walked through the door and pointed at me. Instant ego boast. Okay, yeah. You like me? All right, let's go. He was American, of course he was, and he said he just broke up with his 21-year-old girlfriend. He was about 50, and he wanted me to stay with him all night in the club and be his hype woman, basically, to make him feel better. And every half an hour, he would slip me $100 bills just for me to hype him up and tell him he's the best ever, and he don't need no crusty 21-year-old. So it was a good deal. I just started chatting shit and saying how it's so important to be our own lights in our lives and not depend on people and really find our why. I became the type of woman telling him everything he needed to hear to feel good about himself and why Winnie from Nebraska that he met on Seeking Arrangement wasn't shit. Telling him that she was lower than a basset hound's testicle. And I just took his money just to chat. Didn't even have to get naked. So anyway, those are all the tips that I have for you on getting fucking pounded in your glory at the club and making as much money as you can. As I said, it's very trial and error, guys, so you have to see what fits for you. Experiment, see what works, see what doesn't work. You know what you have to become to achieve the object, guys. London clubs anyway are a lot less about the dancing and more about the chit chat. So that's the get pounded mindset. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I will leave the social pod links below. Until next time, try some pounding or some dollaring and pound the night away.